0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hi, uh, my name's Scott Gearin. I'm a retired Air Force DJ throughout the course of my life and, uh, in the Air Force and after the Air Force, I've had two uh, experiences. Sometimes they're known as paranormal experiences or are just uh, unique experiences to me and I'm just um,
0: gonna share them with you. Welcome to Obscurities. I'm your host, Debbie Rashawn. Scott Geerin is the kind of man who always walks around with a wide smile on his face. He is loved and respected by many, and has a passion for fitness, faith, his country, and life. It is believed by many that those with this relentless positive mindset have often experienced some of the darkest times that one could only imagine. Scott Gearin embodies this. He has lived a near-death experience and has had two brushes with unexplainable paranormal encounters. This is his story. You may be familiar with the U.S. Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, or Special Forces often portrayed in Hollywood movies and video games for their real-life heroism and fearlessness.
1: Jump!
0: The Air Force pararescue Men, or PJs, short for para-jumpers, seem to be less romanticized in film, but are certainly just as badass. Their job of search and rescue missions involves jumping out of airplanes at high altitudes as well as scuba diving deep into the ocean. To qualify for the job, you need some serious credentials, including, but not limited to, the completion of Air Force Combat Diver School, Army Airborne School, and to certify as a paramedic. Scott served as a PJ and by 1987 had a lot of experience. But in February of that year, on his 90th free-fall jump during a training exercise, his life would change forever. It was a blistering cold day at around freezing temperatures. The adrenaline was rushing for what was in store. Although for Scott Geeran, it was nothing he wasn't used to by now. While attached to an elite Navy SEAL team, Scott jumped from an airplane at 13,000 feet. He zoomed down nearly 10,000 feet at a pace that would frighten nearly anyone. But for a service member of his caliber, this was just another day at the office. As he reached 3,500 feet, he got ready to start landing and deployed his parachute by pulling his ripcord. Little did he know... Hovering right above him was another service member falling at a speed of 120 miles per hour. As the parachute slowed down, the jumper above was unable to avoid him, and the men collided. The man fell right through Scott's parachute and on top of Scott's skull, shattering it on impact. Scott was knocked unconscious immediately and fell right to the ground below. Because of losing consciousness, he cannot say exactly when it occurred, but at some point following the crash, Scott will tell you, matter-of-factly, that he had an experience outside of this earthly realm. He saw a bright light with three silhouettes, and he began to communicate with them. It wasn't a feeling of fear for Scott, though. He felt welcomed by them. And describes it as an incredible feeling of warmth and welcomeness. He was aware of his injury, but experienced it from outside of his body. As this otherworldly experience progressed, he was eventually told that it was time to go. But I'm not ready to go yet, he responded, and everything started to fade as he slipped back into the earth.
1: It was just a very peaceful, Feeling where I I knew I was injured, but I wasn't feeling pain, and it was I was surrounded by that white light, which uh, what I feel it is is energy, total surrounding of 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 energy of love, and it was and I was moving through it, and over a certain area, over my right area, was a very 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 bright area, it was much brighter than the the light that I was in and I was going towards that bright area. And there was three figures that were in that light and the light was so bright behind them I could not see who they were. And I continued to go to them where telepathically, they were were talking to me and they were there to greet me. And I was moving to them and I got very close and it was to a point where I was even thinking i'm going to see who this is now that's there to meet me and they said i heard a very distinct clear voice say it's time to go now and at that instant i thought of so many things that I, i still needed to do and i said i'm not ready to go yet i turned my head away from that light and that was the last part of that unconscious memory that I have.
0: Scott woke up in the hospital with an open skull fracture, crushed nose, and multiple jaw fractures. He went through a series of extremely painful surgeries in the weeks that followed, which included having his jaw wired shut and a breathing tube inserted through his throat, which had life-threatening scar tissue surrounding it. His throat issues ended up being the most permanent of conditions, and it has impacted his speaking to this day, though his breathing was restored. Scott was offered an honorable discharge, but his determination would not allow it. Not only did he go through a grueling process to literally get back on his feet, but within 18 months he signed up for the Air Force PJs once again. In one of the most comically hard-headed responses that showed Scott's true grit on a military medical form, when asked to describe his health, he wrote, My health is excellent. I run a seven-minute mile. Can you? Scott went on to an amazing second part of his military career, with highlights that included being part of Operation Eager Anvil, known as the mission that kicked off Desert Storm. He continued to make fitness a part of his life after his retirement from the military. Unsurprisingly for Scott, he had an ambitious personal goal in 2019 to do a 100,000 push-ups for the calendar year. He broke down how much that would be every day if he took the occasional day off and was determined to accomplish it. While in sunny Florida to speak at a conference, he woke up, put on his polarized sunglasses, and got on his hotel balcony. Feeling the warmth from the sun on his back, he began to do his usual push-up routine. But something suddenly caught his eye that made him gasp. It was something outside this world. But unlike his first paranormal experience decades prior, he didn't have that same feeling of love and warmth, but one of terror.
1: It really scared me. It was a feeling of, what is this? It was just the shape of it. It was just a very unique object that I've never seen in my life. I didn't know what it was. And like I said, it scared me.
0: It's safe to say, through Scott's military career, jumping out of planes, he is more than familiar with aviation. At first sight of the object he saw while doing his push-ups, he ruled out the possibility of it being any type of plane or helicopter. As it hovered above, he examined its appearance and was sure of it. He went inside and quickly grabbed his camera. He took photos and video. He put that away and then grabbed another camera with a telephoto lens that he kept in his luggage and snapped a ton of shots for several minutes long. The UFO continued to hover and wasn't leaving. So Scott took a deep breath, got back his composure, and continued on with his workout. After 50 push-ups, he took some more photographs. He was mesmerized and had to get to his scheduled event, so he took off his sunglasses and shorts and washed off in the hotel shower. After he dried off, he looked out of his window again, and suddenly the object wasn't there. But when he put his sunglasses on again, the object could be clearly seen. It was only visible with his shades on. At that point, the object began to move. He kept the experience to himself and got ready to speak for the captivated audience. When Scott returned home, he uploaded the photos and video from his phone and got the camera photos developed. And there it was. He figured without the perspective of the sunglasses on, he may have lost any evidence. But seeing all those photos of the object again scared Scott and he was determined to find out an explanation of what he had seen. As a patriot and a warfighter, he felt an allegiance for the country, and through his years of having top-secret clearances, he got in touch with members of the U.S. government who analyzed photos like the ones he had taken. He waited for a response and originally was told that they were unable to identify the object. The evidence then reached a higher level of government officials who got back to Scott in the weeks that followed, telling him that what he'd seen was simply a weather balloon and that the camera he used had an anomaly. Scott was not satisfied with this explanation, knowing he had taken pictures of planes before that he could clearly see using the same equipment. He submitted one of the photos to a few sources in the UFO community and kept the rest for himself in order not to lose the rights to his intellectual property. People were baffled, and one of the organizations based out of the UK that picked up Scott's photo called it the greatest crypto-creature capture ever and believed that the object Scott saw was alive. One anonymous source was quoted as saying, I think you saw an advanced prototype aircraft with stealth and cloaking abilities. I'm willing to bet none of the tech was invented by humans. I'd go as far as saying it's either a recovered crash vehicle we finally figured out how to operate, or its development was with the blessing and assistance of E.T. and his friends.
1: Uh, I've heard it referred to on one side as a crypto creature, and i tell you when you look at this object and you look at all the pictures in sequence you will think that it is possibly a live creature i never thought about that something up there being alive but it, it certainly makes sense that it could be because air is an element a gas just like the water is another element and all the time discoveries are made eight five to eight, ten miles below the ocean, and it's referred to as an alien creature. Uh, Jellyfish, rainbow jellyfish have lights, their own energy that they produce up and down. And that's what this object in the air was doing. It looked like lights were going up and down the body. And you think about something that is in our air, you know, in our human bodies. We live in about from sea level to about three miles up. And then at three miles up, the air is so thin, we really can't live up there. But that air, there's no walls up there that separate our air that we breathe from space. So the air that we're breathing could have been in space or it's going there. So just like a creature, a fish or a jellyfish or cuttlefish or squids swim in the ocean, there could be uh, creatures that swim in space and that's their element that they swim in just like a fish in the ocean does. I mean, I don't know but I never thought of it before until I heard it referred to as a crypto creature, but I don't know what it is. Uh, all options are on the table. I say, look at the pictures and, and make up your own mind.
0: In August of 2020, Scott decided to publish his work with photographic evidence included. The book is now available on Amazon, titled Hiding in Plain Sight. There is something up there, and it's like nothing you've ever seen until now. With each picture, Scott gives a more detailed explanation of what he captured. There are many people who have claimed to have seen UFOs, but how many have the resume of Scott Geerin? He was part of the first PJ unit under Joint Special Operations Command. His expertise certainly adds more credibility to his claims. No clear explanation of what he saw has been established, but it provokes great thought from those who hear his story. If you want to learn more about this obscurity, you can visit Scott online at ScottGearan.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're gonna pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> auto trader.